Blitzes on. Farm. Hit as he throws. Pass is going to be incomplete. In the hole. I've seen it. What's going on, Broncos country? This is Tanner Lee, host of the Tan and J-Man Show podcast that airs on the uh, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and Google Play on Monday nights. We talk about all kinds of sports, but I, I particularly talk about my love for the Denver Broncos, and that's why I'm here, and I'm excited to join Orange Weekly on this brand new podcast. We're going to be bringing to you on a weekly basis once the NFL starts, but tonight we're going to be talking about uh, NFL free agency, particularly with the moves our uh, Denver Broncos are making. And on most week, most nights, it's going to be uh, just me doing the podcast. But since my first one, I wanted to invite a guest to be on the air with me. So here in a little bit, I'm going to be doing a call-in with a really good buddy of mine, Jeff Ryan. He's a Colorado native, uh, Greeley, Colorado native. So we're going to be talking about some uh, Denver Bronco football. But I just want to introduce myself first. And I'm really excited to be here with you and uh starting this journey of a new NFL season as it officially began today at 4 o'clock with free agency. And uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get my good uh, buddy Jeff Ryan here on the line. And we are now Hello. joined by my good buddy Jeff Ryan, Denver, uh, didn't I shouldn't say Denver, it's Greeley, Colorado native and Colorado native like I mentioned in the intro. intro. Uh, Jeff, what's going on? Not too much, Tanner. Glad to join you tonight. Yeah, glad to have you. Here with me for the first episode of the Orange Weekly uh, podcast. I don't really have a name for it uh, on my end yet, but that's something we'll work on. But uh, let's just get right to it. Let's uh, cut to the chase here, if you want to say. The uh, case is closed, so to speak. Uh, The Denver Broncos have a new quarterback under under center signed uh, Case Keenum from the Minnesota Vikings for a two-year, $36 million deal. Jeff, what are your initial thoughts? Well, I believe my initial text to you, uh, at six or seven in the morning when, uh, I saw the news was not mad period, not excited period. And, uh, I I definitely have changed a little bit since then. I'm definitely not mad about it. Um, it's not the, uh, you know, nothing will ever be close to the Peyton Manning for agency signing that we got in, uh, 20, what was that? 2013, uh, Uh, 2012 or 2012, excuse me. So, uh, nothing to become close to that, but you know, I think after looking at it a little bit, I'm I'm definitely getting more excited. And no matter what, you know, as Broncos fans, we're going to support whoever's behind center. Yeah, and and that's that's the only thing we can really do. Um, but uh, it, it's not a move that's going to make me jump up and down for joy, even though Case is coming off his best career year. But I'm kind of worried in the back of my mind that it's a you know one year wonder type situation, and uh, yeah. you know if so, we just hurt ourselves for the um, foreseeable future a little bit. I agree. And I think that was my biggest worry on this whole time. I know we had talked multiple times about um, the idea of cousins being a longer term five to seven year guy that can solidify the offense really quickly and be, be a playoff guy immediately. um, And and having that option could open up a lot of moves in the draft and other free agency moves, you know, to fill holes that we need. 
Uh, but thinking about it more, the thirty close to $30 million a year for Kirk Cousins just wasn't going to make sense for this team. No, this team couldn't afford to uh, couldn't afford to pay that much money, especially with all the other needs. Even uh, yeah. paying thirty six million dollars for a quarterback, I think, kind of kind of hurts the wallet a little bit, so to speak. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I believe when we were in the bidding war with uh, Houston for Brock Osweiler, I believe our offer was sixteen, and they offered him eighteen, which is what we're paying Case. And so it's a little crazy that. $18 million is the starting rate now for a, you know, 20 to 30 quarterback range kind of guy. But but really for what was out there, I mean, there wasn't just, there wasn't much out there. No, no. I In, in terms of free agents besides Cousins, I think Keenum, by what he did last year, uh, was the best option. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we look at, you know, um, Look at our quarterback roster. I mean, Case is definitely an upgrade from any of those guys. Yes, yes. Did you see the Trevor news recently? I did. Uh, traded Trevor Simeon to the Vikings, ironically, uh, and a late 2018 pick, a late round 2018 pick for a 2019 pick. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, we, I think we both can agree we weren't surprised that he was going to be gone, but uh, what do you think about that in terms of the backups that it leaves us with? Well, right now it leaves us with Paxton Lynch and Chad Kelly. Um, <laughs> you know, I I still think we're going to add another quarterback through the draft. I'm not saying it's going to be the fifth overall pick, but uh, mm-hmm. I think we definitely do add a quarterback somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we, uh, we did have uh, – I know this is supposed to be a free agency podcast, so I don't want to talk too much about draft and draft prospects, but we did have, uh, I think, five staff members at uh, Oklahoma's Pro Day. That was two more Mm. than any other team had there to watch Baker Mayfield. John Elway Mm. and Vance Joseph were both there in person. Wow. So that's that's telling me there's some interest. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I think it would be silly not to evaluate all of these guys as much as we can. but I do think John got what he wanted in case and the guy that, you know, he took a really good team uh, to the NFC championship game last year. And I know he didn't have much success before last season, but um, it's, you know, like you said, it's better than the alternatives that were out there. Yeah. And I mean, well, it's kind of ironic. You look, you got Kubiak back in the mix as, you know, a scout or Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what the official title is. He kind of got a promotion. He knew Keenum real well. He brought him into the league as an undrafted free agent when he was with the Texans when Keenum mm-hmm. was coming out of Houston. And Vance Joseph knows him real well from his time mm-hmm. at Houston. So you, you can't tell me there wasn't some influence on Elway uh, from those two guys. Oh, I completely agree. I think uh, I think Kubiak's made a pretty big impact with the team. I mean, he and John are you know good buddies, and I do think that was definitely a big factor in that signing but uh yeah we just got to focus on the you know hope for the best um focus on the positives um yeah i mean yeah. and uh, once again i don't want to talk too much about the draft but where does this put the broncos for the fifth position well you know there's a reason that i'm not in the front office oh, but yeah you and me both uh, but i i think um there's a lot of talent in the top 10 of the draft this year and i think uh I think it would be silly if we automatically assumed that 
the Broncos aren't going to trade, or excuse me, aren't going to pick someone with a high pick at, at number five. I think there's enough talent to where we could easily draft the guard out of Notre Dame. We could draft uh, Fitzpatrick out of Alabama, uh, Ridley, uh, Kirk. There, I mean, there is a lot of there's a lot of talent at the top of the board, and it's not out of the question even for us to think about moving up no. in the draft. And I don't think it's out of the question that we draft a quarterback. However, I think with the Case Keenan move, it doesn't seem like that would be our ultimate choice, but you never know. Yeah, and uh, did you see the other bo- other the other moves the Broncos made today? I did, yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on those? Well, I saw the I saw the Todd Davis signing. Mm-hmm. Three-year deal, uh, $15 million. I was pretty happy yeah. for that, but it takes me back to a few years ago. I think we could have got Danny Trevathan back for a similar deal, and we uh, didn't even really try. Yeah, that was weird. It almost felt like, oh, we won the Super Bowl, you know, let him do what he wants and go explore other teams. I That was a big miss, um, in my opinion, not re-signing him back then. Uh, but, no, I'm really happy that we kept Todd Davis. You know, he was um, – a guy that the Saints missed, you know, they, they, they did not evaluate his talent well enough, and we were able to get him, and he's been a big player for us. I, I'm i bummed that Corey Nelson is leaving to go to Philadelphia. I know he wasn't a um, every-down kind of player on the defense, but he was a pretty solid guy too. Um, and then what else happened today that I'm missing? Uh, we signed a uh... – corner from minnesota um, that's right i'm looking up his name right now it's it's it's, it's tremaine brock or something yes yes tremaine brock yep we signed him to a one-year uh four million dollar deal i don't know a whole lot about him he's been in the league since 2010 hmm. I, I just i just don't know a whole lot about him he's supposed to be our third corner i guess with of course uh us sending a keep to leap to uh, the la rams for a fifth round draft pick yeah, that's a little scary to me because what the only thing I read up on him was that he was with San Francisco um, and had started for them for five, I believe, five years, six years, something like that, and then went to uh, uh, Minnesota last year. He was on the the Seahawks um, in um, preseason. Didn't I don't think he made the team or he was cut or something. And then uh, Minnesota picked him up as a backup, and I don't know what his production was last year, but to think of him basically moving into Roby's number three spot is a little scary to me. But then again, I don't know. I don't know much about him to say whether or not that's a good move. Well, and, and Roby's got to step up into that number two role now. Yeah. He has the capabilities, but, man, there were some times at the end of last season he was getting burned pretty bad. But are you are you a little disappointed by the lack of moves? I know it's only day one, but uh, we got a quarterback, got a corner. But that's that's it so far. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but I think a lot of these big guys that go early, we're not going to be in our money range anyway. I saw that Solder signed for like a four-year, $60 million deal in yes. New England. And unfortunately, when we're paying $18 million out of our $34 million cap space to one player, we just can't make those kind of splashes. So, I don't know. This team has been in a weird uh, state after Peyton Manning left, and it's you know, with each piece that leaves, uh, seems like we keep getting further and further away from from twenty sixteen. But yeah, I I agree with that. It's 
it's amazing the money that all these quarterbacks are making in the league. Yeah. Um, even, you know, just to get a solid backup, you have to spend a lot. Um, let, let's just go through uh, position by position kind of real quick. Uh, running back, okay. do you th- do you see the Broncos doing anything in free agency, uh, either letting guys go or picking up any running backs? Well, I thought that um, C.J. Anderson was not going to remain on the team, but the more – the days go by. It seems like he probably will stick around. I sure think he'll get traded. Case. You think he'll Th- get that's traded? That's just my personal opinion. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind getting some value for him. That's mm-hmm. for sure. He's a, he's still a really solid player. Um, but I think Booker looked good at times. I think his, you know, he he had the ACL injury at Utah, and that's always going to be worrisome for any running back. Um, but. I, I just don't know right now if I could say, oh, yeah, he's a number one back if we let C.J. Anderson go. And I think if we do, we're either going to have to draft somebody or we're going to have to pick somebody up. Unfortunately, all these guys, Jarek McKinnon is gone. Carlos Hyde is now gone. Uh, Rex Burkhead is gone. Mm-hmm. Deion Lewis is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMarco Murray, I think, is still out there, but he's getting older. I, that seems silly to, to get rid of. CJ and then pick up DeMarco Murray. That that doesn't make any sense to me. So I think the draft's gonna have to be the way to go to get another back. I agree. I agree completely. How about wide receiver? I don't know about you, but I really would like to see us add another number three wide receiver. I know they didn't tender Bendy Fowler, so he's a free agent, or Cody Latimer, who is great good on special teams, but he's really been a bust, in my opinion, for a second round pick. Um and uh we don't know about Carlos Henderson. We just don't know about him yet. So right. uh, I, I would like to see us uh, pick up a number number three wide receiver out in free agency. Yeah, who, who who would be your top guy right now? Well, there's one interesting name that came up um, this afternoon. It would be a little bit of a reunion with uh, Eric yeah. Decker. I'd love it. I think for the right price, uh, that would be a pretty good move. Yeah, I think he would fit in really well. I, he didn't do much. Uh, for the Titans last year, but I, I tried watching some of their games because I always liked Decker and I thought he was a pretty good player. And uh, he had good numbers in New York. And watching them with the Titans, their offense just didn't fit him at all. I mean, they had the two running back scheme with Murray and Henry, and then their other wide receivers, Matthews and uh, uh, I'm blanking. They had one more guy because Decker was really almost like a three or four guy there. Uh. Um, yeah, the Titans. I I just I can't remember who's on their team right now. But yeah, that's. But anyway, he it just seemed like he just didn't fit in that scheme, and I I don't think it's that he's washed up. I just don't think he fit there. Mariota didn't have a very good year, and uh, I think for a number three wide receiver, he'd be great. He'd probably be pretty cheap in terms of the cap hit. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know what other free agents are out there as far as uh, wide receiver, but I really think we need to load up Case Keenum with as many weapons as possible. I agree. I was uh, interested in seeing if we would make any moves for Paul Richardson, the Seahawks wide receiver, mm-hmm. and I know he got signed by the Redskins, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Sammy Watkins goes to Kansas City, which is... Yeah, but they paid uh, him $48 million. He's not worth that. No, no. I mean, and again, we yeah, we were going to pay that. Um, How about... Yeah. I, I want to get a tight end. Uh, Virgil yes. Green signed with the Chargers today. Uh, one of the, probably the most underutilized Broncos of all time, in my opinion, <laughs> ever since I've been watching. 
Um, did you did you see the did you see the headline on that? Because it said something like uh, Chargers acquire blocking tight end Virgil Green, and I'm thinking that's a little disrespectful. I mean, the guy is he's a tight end. It's not that all he does is block. Well, that's all he did for us, though. I know, but they should have utilized him more. He wasn't that bad of a no. He kicker. yeah, no, he just didn't never gave him the ball. Um, I know we got Jake Butt coming off an injury. I think he'll be very helpful. Um, yeah, you know. Um, Hireman, he, he came on kind of late at the end of the year, but uh, I don't know. I, 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 there's some good names out there. Tyler Eifert, Brent Selleck, Eric Ebron got released by Detroit today. Um, yeah, yeah. Those, those three might be too costly, though, and might have to go in the draft. But, man, if we could get, like, especially Tyler Eifert for cheap, because when he's healthy, he is a stud. It'd be amazing. I would love, I would love seeing Eifert on our team. I think the tight end of the NFL could really, um, it's a quarterback's uh, best friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it didn't used to be that way, but nowadays, I mean, you look at a lot of these good teams: Zach, uh, Philadelphia with Zach Ertz, New England with Gronk, Kansas City uh, with Kelsey. Uh, you know, San Diego and now LA back in the day with Gates and mm-hmm. and uh, and Tony Gonzalez with the Chiefs. I mean, Jimmy Graham the with the Saints. Yep. Is so critical. Yeah, Graham. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a critical position nowadays, and and one that we have way underutilized the last two years. Absolutely. I think uh, really Manning made Julius Thomas, so I'm not going to put him in that category. But really the Broncos' yeah. tight ends have struggled besides Julius going back to a she- um, chef. Um, oh, when McDaniels, he traded them to the Lions. Uh, Tony Scheffler? Scheffler. Scheffler, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a position I think the Broncos really need an upgrade. And offensive line has me worried. I can't lie there. Um, we definitely that's need another tackle. Turn. Um, yeah. and unfortunately they're all getting nabbed up in free agency, so we're gonna have to draft one. But it's <laughs> tough at number five if you try to, you know, I I'd be fine with taking um Nelson from Notre Dame the guard. But besides that, I don't know if any of them are worth taking up at number five. But at the same time, I'm not an offensive line analyst, so yeah. And you know, you're you're gonna get into the draft later in another episode, but. One one thing to keep in mind with the line in terms of free agency is if we if we don't if we don't get anybody in free agency on the line, um, I will not be surprised if we trade back, especially with a team like Buffalo, and get both of their uh, first round picks, which would be twelve and twenty one. Yeah, um, and that would yeah. open up some room for us to take some some linemen. Absolutely, um, so. and then on the defense side of the ball, I mean, I I wouldn't. Uh, you know, the guys on the fan, you know, they think we should take a run at Dominican Sioux. Uh, that's going to cost too much money. I don't I don't see that happening, even though uh, interior defensive line of him and Dominic Coopeco, uh, mm-hmm. that could be pretty dangerous. And Derek Wolf, I mean, that could be a nasty, nasty defensive line, but I don't see that happening. Uh, linebacker's pretty set as of now. Um, yeah. I really don't see them adding too many pieces unless they re- decide to cut ties with – Darian Stewart or somebody, but uh, yeah, and the pickup of uh, Jermaine Brock today tells me we're probably not going to go after any other secondary pieces in free agency. No, and and, and there was a good one that became available this afternoon in uh, Tyron Matthew. Really, the Cardinals uh, asked him to take a pay cut; he would not, so he is now a free agent because they cut him. Oh my gosh. What are they thinking? I don't know, but, man, I'd love to have the Honey Badger in Denver, but I don't think that would be a good spot for him with his troubled past. Yeah, 
Um, I think he's you know he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's so. cleaned up for the most part, but yeah, I don't know. It's, and and on that note, really quick, you know the, the Dominican Sue thing. I texted you this because I was I was thinking it it worries me a little bit when a team releases a player and then comes out saying, "Oh, we're trying to change the culture." Oh yeah, I I'm think not sure. Yeah, I, th- I want the Broncos to pick up a guy that is released by a team that says that. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree, and I, 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 I yeah. And that doesn't surprise me how Sue. I think he's always been kind of dirty. But uh, I read last night I heard on TV they thought the Colts might be interested, but then on Twitter this afternoon I read Seattle and Dallas. And uh, when I heard Seattle, that doesn't surprise me at all, even though they're getting rid of a lot of their original Legion of Boom guys. That that, that seems like a player uh, right up in Seattle's alley. Well, yeah, I completely agree. And I I was also thinking uh, Oakland would be a nice fit for him. uh, Did you see that? I don't know if this is true. The Burfitt? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Fontes Burfitt to the Raiders. That's a very <laughs> Oakland move. Oh, man. Uh, the dirtier would just get dirtier. <laughs> yep. Gruden comes back, and look what happens. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought here. Um, Defensive line. Defense. Yeah, it's, it's definitely defense-related. Oh, yes. Okay, here, here's a personal question I want to ask you, and then we can go back and yeah. talk a little more maybe about the quarterback situation, then we'll wrap yeah. this thing up because I know you're a busy guy and you got stuff to do. So, uh, no <laughs> uh, With the keep to leave, the departure or to keep to leave, and then you know, last year we got rid of T.J. Ward, uh-huh. have we seen the end of the no-fly zone? Can we call them the no-fly zone anymore? No, I don't think we can. I, I don't either. that team – yeah, it's just, it's sad to me, but I think it's over. Well, um, well, that's what's scary about defense is defense's windows close quick. I know, they do. And this team had a, I would say, a legitimately three-year window mm-hmm. that could have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, the loss of Peyton Manning uh, crumbled yep. everything. And, and that's not that surprising. And it was, the, mo- it, was, it, was, it was the decisions after that, really. Yeah, of course. But, of course. Um, not not but, not taking anything away from Peyton because he's a top three quarterback in my opinion of all time. But yeah, but I mean, you saw that. You know, between the year we won the Super Bowl and and the year after when we went nine and seven and and really should have made the playoffs that year. Honestly, we were seven and three, I believe, and lost to the Chiefs in a game that we should have never lost at home. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. but that year we were still a top defense and should have been a, a playoff caliber team. And you could just tell the loss of Peyton really was there, even though Peyton didn't have the numbers in that last season that he had over his career, just his leadership and just his ability to, to uh, lift guys up was gone. And you saw that pretty quick. And since then the coaching changes with Kubiak to Joseph and uh, different personnel changes and the quarterback, uh, debacle honestly let's call it that the last yeah. couple of years has just really brought us down yep and uh you know it was interesting i was talking to my dad earlier about keenum and this whole thing with guys that watching baker's pro day he said well case keenum is kind of injury prone yeah yeah that's true any then it, then again you know any quarterback these days there's very few teams that have a quarterback play all 16 games for him every year. And so. one one more thought I have about Keenum, and I, I'm I'm not trying to be a, just a whole Debbie Downer on this situation, but I just have a lot mm-hmm. of bad thoughts come in my head. How much <laughs> do you think his career year had to do with playing in a dome for half the season last year? Um, I think it's I definitely think it's 
a part of it. I would have to want, you know, I'd want to look at his stats and see what he did on the road and see mm-hmm. what he did at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that playoff game in Philadelphia was not good at all. Um, no, he, he struggled he, that game. Yeah, he looked pretty, but that was a hostile environment. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that went wrong for Minnesota yep. in general. Well, game. they shouldn't even have been there, to be honest. They should have been New Orleans. <laughs> no, yeah, New Orleans should have beat him, which is another point that there you go. I mean, if, if Keenum, yeah. if they lose that game, is anyone even talking about Keenum? I don't know. Probably, I mean, is it, is, it a war, is it a red flag that Zimmer wasn't very high on him and they didn't even try to keep him after historically one of the best quarterback seasons in Minnesota Viking history? I think it might be, but I'll tell you this. I think Minnesota is a desperate football team. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, and, and they know they're really close to being a Super Bowl contender, and they went out and yes. got a top 15 quarterback, maybe top 12 in my opinion, but they paid way too much for him. Desperate football teams do desperate things, and when you haven't won the Super Bowl, um, it's easy to make moves like that for a guy like Kirk Cousins who has not – even though I love Cousins and I think he would have been a good fit for Denver, he was not uh, – he did not – elevate Washington to a to a playoff team once while he was there nope and that's pretty concerning to be paying a guy almost 30 million dollars who doesn't have um playoff success yeah yeah I don't know I I I feel you I think it's um I think it's a concern to think about Keenum being the starting guy right now but one thing I I wanted to share with you because I was looking up some stuff from back in the day, the the, the mid two thousands for the Broncos with mm-hmm. Jake Plummer. That's exactly. I was gonna bring this up. So, <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. Then. No, I don't wanna... no, no, no. You you finish what you're gonna say. Okay, I don't I don't like making you know player to player comparisons because no player is the same as another player. However, I wanted to show you, share with you some interesting stats that I found that I didn't realize and I, I found pretty interesting. So, you know, after Elway, the Broncos went six and ten with Brian Greasy and and. You know, they had some bad years. They had Steve Berline in mm-hmm. there play a couple games, Gus Farrat. Um, it was a pretty similar time to now where it was just the team was in flux. They didn't know where they were going at the quarterback position. There wasn't any leadership in the locker room. And I remember they went and signed Jake Plummer, who uh, had played for the Arizona Cardinals for six seasons before he came to Denver. The biggest difference in Jake Plummer and Case Keenum is that Jake Plummer had played consistently uh, – anywhere from 10 to 16 games in all in all six of those seasons. And he was a pretty solidified guy, whereas Case Keenum really has only had one full year of quarterback play. But Case Keenum also brings six years of experience in the NFL. And they're both 6'2", <laughs> uh, about 210, 215, similar size. Jake Plummer, you know, known as Jake the Snake, he could definitely move a lot more. But Keenum uh, is definitely more – athletic than a lot of quarterbacks in the league and I think can make plays with his feet when he needs to but he's a he's a pass first kind of guy I personally think not that he's the same but I think he can rejuvenate the Broncos much like Plummer did for the few seasons he was there if we have the right system around him we still have good wide receiver play and if Vance Joseph can coach to the level that we need him to coach I think Keenum could be a similar product that uh, Plummer was for us. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know if he can be a Jake the Snake 2.0, I'd take it in a heartbeat. And uh, that'd be awesome. You know, Jake the Snake's like in the top ten list of people I want to get a beer with someday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out, out in uh, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Or hey, wherever, man. I just think he'd be a blast to get a drink with. But uh, a yeah. uh, few more, a few more, just small points before I let you go here. Keenum's always wore number seven. 
of course, he won't yes. be able to wear seven in Denver. I guess he no. could wear 17, but that number has been worn by Osweiler the past few seasons. Um, yeah, I'm a little tired of that number. I wonder, wonder what number he goes with. I don't know. I saw a uh, – Maybe he goes with 16, like Jake Snake. Hey, I'd take it. I would take that in a heartbeat. So uh, uh, do you think um, with the addition alone of Case Keenum, it's enough to get the Broncos to the playoffs? Today, no. I think this team uh, has a lot of pieces to fill. I think with each piece on defense that we lose, it's just another reminder that we're not the no-fly zone and we're yep. not the defense that won us the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, I think it's easy to keep saying, oh, we still have a really good defense. We still have Chris Harris. We still have Bradley Roby. We still have Von Miller. We still have Derek Wolf, who, by the way, was injured at the last season, and mm-hmm. we don't even know mm-hmm. you know, his status for this year. Adam Gotsis was just arrested. There's a lot of moving pieces right now on that defense yep. that worries me big time. Yep. Um, I, I think uh, – do I think we're going to go 5-11? and 11? It's possible. But I, I would say this team right now is anywhere from – Five and eleven to nine wins at most, and I think they there's going to be a lot of holes to fill before we get serious. About I, the I can't disagree because even though he's still got Sanders and DT coming back, and they're both excited, need some more weapons and need to solidify that offensive line, and then uh, try to keep the defense intact from now on as you, much as you can. Do you think there's a player in the draft that that elevates us to being a playoff team right away? Uh, I think Nelson from Notre Dame could help. But uh, and maybe maybe Micah Fitzpatrick, Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, oh yes, Saquon Barkley. If he would yes. somehow fall to five, you get him, then that elevates your running game to another level. But take yeah. a quarterback of five, you're probably telling everybody you're not ready to win now. You're ready to win in two or three years. Um, yeah. And uh, always philosophy is to win now. So uh, I'd be surprised if they take a quarterback of five. To be honest, I agree. One more note I wanted to make on the Jake Plummer thing. Yep, they uh, you know winning. You know, winning games is, is a big part of the NFL, and obviously, you, you'd like um, you'd like a guy to come to your team that has playoff experience and Super Bowls and all that kinds of. But that's just that doesn't happen very often. Plummer, throughout his career in Arizona, uh, the most games he won there was nine, nine games, and you know, Arizona is not they were not very good back then. Mm-hmm. But he was he had years of eighteen touchdowns, twenty picks, eighteen touchdowns, fourteen picks. Mm-hmm. When he came to the Broncos, he had. 15 and 7, 27 and 20, 18 and 7, and 11 and 13 in terms of touchdown to interception mm-hmm. ratio. So, if we got those numbers and had the success and have the you know had the similar records that we had with Jake Plummer, I'd be thrilled. Oh yeah, is and this uh, this can make or break uh, John Elway as a general manager because if he yes. if it comes out that he did a good job getting Keenum, then he got his guy right away and without even trying to get Cousins too hard. So, but if it flops, then this uh, franchise could be in trouble for. Years to come, to be honest. But if, I agree. If uh, if Keenum can do what Jake Plummer did and get the Broncos back into AFC Championship contention, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining. No, so. not at all. Jeff, you got yeah. anything else you want to add, lastly? No, you know I know it's uh, I know it's not uh, exactly the the Denver Broncos that we want right now, but we're still Broncos fans. Yep. Um, that's a good thing. It's always a good thing. Yep. And we expect a lot for this team, and hopefully. The front office guys will put us in a position to where the fans can enjoy the product on the field. And, um, other than that, we just can't can't do too much. Not in our control. So couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And I just want to thank you once again for being the guest on the first episode of this podcast with me. It's been a 
enjoyable and you've made it uh, really easy on me so really appreciate it man and uh look forward to have you back on some future episodes when uh comes uh the season kicks off in uh, september oh thanks so much for having me, having me tanner it's always great talking to you and uh look forward to being back on soon yes sir uh, and go broncos all right go broncos And that was my good buddy, Jeff Ryan. Always a good time talking Denver Bronco football with him. I hope to have him on many more future episodes. And thanks uh, to everybody out there in Broncos country who has listened to me in this uh, first episode of this podcast I've been doing for uh, Orange Weekly. Um, You know, hopefully we just keep going on and doing uh, bigger and better things from here on out. I'm really excited about this partnership we're starting and uh, once again, this is Tanner Lee, part of the Tan and J-Man Show podcast. You can uh, like our Facebook page, The Tan and J-Man Show. Follow us on Twitter, at Tan and J-Man Show. Subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can do the same for uh, Orange Weekly. You can, um, of course, like like their Facebook page. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Subscribe to their podcast. And this podcast, actually, on SoundCloud. And uh, with that said, everybody, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. And as always, go Broncos.